at sealinggodspeople.org with your host, Dennis Beard. We're going into the book of the Revelation. The revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him, God, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass, and signified it by his angel unto John. And we're going to be talking about the seven churches and every problem that can possibly be thought of and brought an accusation in each judgment, statutes, commandments of God can be found in the seven churches. Anything that is a problem at a church, whatever that problem is, can be found in one of the seven churches that is mentioned in Revelation 2 and 3. Now, as we take these, Ephesus, uh, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea, we're going to see that the Lord is going to tell some of the churches, I have not found your works perfect. He's looking for perfection. And charity is the bond of perfectness, or the guarantee of perfectness. We find that in Colossians 3.14. Charity is the final step in the perfection process. We find the gifts of the Spirit, 1 Corinthians 11, 12, 13, 14, as he speaks to the Corinth church, Paul going into spiritual gifts. And then he said, there about faith, hope, and charity. The greatest of these is charity. And then he says, of what charity means. He's not easily puffed up, seeketh not its own, always rejoices in the truth. And you had all knowledge. You understand all mysteries. You gave your body to be burned. All of these things speak with the tongues of men and of angels. And have not charity, it profits you nothing. So that is the final step, the crowning glory in the church unto perfection. So we are called unto perfection. And we're going to see in these seven churches that there is a warning from the Lord in what thou lackest. And he's going to point out in each of the seven churches what is lacking. We'll only find one church, Philadelphia, the church of brotherly love, that receives no rebuke from the Lord. And there is a reason why. And as we look at the seven churches, we're seeing that as a prelude to the sealing of the servants of God in their forehead in Revelation 7. Because the ones that are sealed in Revelation 7 are the servants of God in their forehead, which will not be hurt of the beast and all that that ascendeth out of uh, uh, the sea. Seven head, ten horn, ten crowns upon his head. We'll see that uh, in Revelation 9 under the fifth trumpet. We're going to see that uh, key to the bottomless pit and uh, Abaddon and Apollyon, the destroyer. Uh, locusts come out. Uh, they have a king over them which is the destroyer. Uh, Abaddon in the Hebrew, Apollyon in the Greek means the destroyer. And there will only hurt those men that have not the seal of God in their foreheads. So as we break it down, we're going to see that the Lord is looking for perfect works, works that accompany salvation, and that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, the Lord Jesus, which is in heaven. There, we see that it requires perfection in order for that to be sealed as servants that have come to a higher glory than just a believer, than just a novice that has been born again. 
that they are going to be not only called chosen, but the faithful in that calling. And they're going to be used of God in preaching this everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness in all nations, and then the end will come. Only they that have this high calling of God in Christ will be the ones that preach this everlasting gospel. They will be the ones of the living creature, Zoe, these cherubim, these beasts, four beasts before the throne of God, that will preach, come and see, and they will proclaim this gospel of Jesus Christ to all the world. And what does it take? What's the criteria for the sealing? And what will they partake of in the divine nature in the seven churches as he speaks to the angels to the seven churches there and Revelation 2 and Revelation 3. The first one they'll start with is Ephesus. When we take a look at Ephesus, I'm reading from Revelation 2, and we're going to go in each one of them and what is necessary and essential for sealing of the servants of God in their foreheads, which is the mind of Christ in Revelation 7. Now, these are not church ages. This is the church. This is a present-day church. Let any man have an ear to hear. Let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. It is timeless. It is just as good for today as it was back then when John wrote it. And the first one we're going to see is Ephesus. Now, Paul had been in Ephesus going door to door and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, the real Jesus. Not a Trinitarian Jesus, not a Binitarian, not a oneness, but a Jesus-only doctrine, that he is the only true God in eternal life. And to the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand. Notice that each of the salutations to each church will say these things. The things are the things of faith. This is the faith that was once delivered to the saints that we have earnestly been contending for, which is the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, to understand the words of the book of this prophecy. And it is essential that we have the testimony of Jesus. We'll find that that testimony of Jesus in that spirit of prophecy is the sealing being revealed to the servants of God those things which must shortly come to pass. And we see that here in the book of the Revelation. These things, and it's going to say things. We'll see it again in, in Smyrna. We'll see it again in, in Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea. Things, things, things. Why? Because faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things not seen. When we see Ephesus, and it says, Who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars, false apostles, deceitful workers, and hast borne and hast patience, and for my name's sake, the name of Jesus, has labored and has not fainted. You have always continuing in the faith. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Now, just as a seed is planted in the ground, 
and it can be watered with the word. But if it becomes mechanical, if there's no heat and fire of the Holy Ghost, if it's not a fervent fervency in that church and a fervent love for that word, it will not grow. And that's what's happened here to Ephesus. Even though the word is being preached, even though there's faith, and even though they've had patience and have not denied his name and labored in that name, Jesus, yet he has somewhat against them. You left your first love. Now that love for the Lord God is the heat, the fervency, the diligently seeking him. And that was laid aside. And it was the going through mechanical worship. And some churches may fall into mechanical worship simply because it's the same thing over and over. And they get to taking it for granted. And that is a very serious thing to do. Notice that Jesus didn't say, well, you're, uh, you're okay. He says, I have somewhat against you. You've left your first love. Remember, therefore, from whence you are fallen. Fallen from grace. And repent and do the first works. Now, that's not being rebaptized. That's your first work, works of the company salvation. That is uh, obedience to the truth. That obedience is unto righteousness. And they were, they said, uh, uh, David said, I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. It becomes a fervency of love to God and for God and in Him and through Him that we forsake not the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of summit, so much more as we see the day approaching. They had left their first love, that fervent love for God. They had gone into mechanical worship. And because of that, he says, or else you either repent and do those first works, get back to where you're loving and doing through your faith and obedience unto righteousness, or I will come and uh, remove thy candlestick, your light, out of his place, except thou repent. In other words, what the Lord is saying, it's all or nothing. You either go all the way with the Lord Jesus or nothing at all. It is uh, required that we press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He said, but you do have this. You hate those deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Now, we're going to point out in each of these seven churches that he's going to say to him that overcometh. This is a level that must be reached, a level of growth in the Lord Jesus Christ. The first level is that of newborn babes. We find that in 1 John 2, 12-14. I write unto you, little children, you have gone from babes, the newborn babes desire, then sincere and mark of the word, they may grow thereby. Well, they have repented and been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. And they have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. They've been born of the water and the Spirit, Acts 2.38. They are newborn babes. Now, they don't have the revelation of Jesus yet. They don't know that He is the Father of glory, that Jesus is the Father. He is that invisible Spirit made visible. Son of God is a manifestation of the Father. You've seen me. Jesus said you've seen the Father. But most don't have this knowledge. And because of that, they are stunted in growth. We must then press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus for that sealing 
which is going to be that after overcomers. First level is babies, desiring the sincere milk of the word that they may grow thereby. But Hebrews 5, Paul tells us that these babes are unskillful in the word of righteousness. They do not know that they are called on to go to the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man. They do not have the revelation that he is the Father, that he is that Lord Jehovah, God Almighty. Therefore, the next level of growth from a newborn babe to that of little children is 1 John 2, 12-14, says, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. Yes, you're born of the water and spirit in the name of Jesus. As many have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ, and I run to you little children because you've known the Father. You know that Jesus is the Father. Now you've grown from babies to little children. But he's not addressing little children here in the book of the Revelation, the second and third chapter. He's addressing those that overcome, the overcomers. Well, that's another level of growth. Another level of of glory in Christ Jesus, going from glory to glory. And this is so essential for the sealing in Revelation 7 because John tells us in Revelation 10, I saw and I heard the seven thunders utter their voices and I was about to write. It's a secret thing. It is only going to be revealed to those that are called, chosen, and faithful in that calling, making their calling an election sure. Paul says that God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. For the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, here now, are changed into the same image from glory to glory. Not staying in, at uh, newborn babes, not little children, not overcomers, but all the way to full-grown, mature fathers. We all with open face beholders in the glass of the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And Paul has telling us there that we must strive for that mastery. He is temperate in all things. He himself said, I have not already attained, neither am I already perfect. But I'm trying to apprehend that of which I'm apprehended of Christ. Forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth and through those things which are before. Those things which are before the things of faith for us today. Pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. As many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if you be any otherwise minded, God will reveal this even unto you. So John is writing in the revelation of Jesus Christ that we are to the overcomers there, to him that overcometh will I grant. 
in each of the seven churches. He's appealing to each of the seven churches to be overcomers, to go from little children, not newborn babes, not little children, but little children to overcomers through this words of the book of this prophecy, through the testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy, which is necessary and essential to understand the words of the book of this prophecy. So if any man answer the words of the book of this prophecy, the plagues of this book will be added unto him. Very serious. If any man take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, he will be taken out of the book of life and out of the holy city. Blotted out. Well, it is very important that we give heed and diligently seek the Lord for these things to be overcomers. But there's still a higher glory. The Revelation 7 sealing is not that of overcomers. It's that of fathers having their father's name written in their foreheads, Revelation 14, which is the same as the Revelation 7 sealing the servants of God in their forehead. The 144,000 standing upon the Mount Zion, having their father's name written in their foreheads, are those ones that are fathers, not newborn babes, not little children, not overcomers even, but that have gone on from overcomers to where they are sealed and have these secret things. They know these secret things uh, that is... Uh, with the Lord Jesus Christ and Him alone to those that are faithful. We see there in Ephesus, to him that overcometh. And he says there, to him that overcometh will I grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Then he goes to Smyrna. In each of these, it goes from mechanical worship. It'll go to the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, Nico, to rule laity over the laitans. In other words, taking the place of the Holy Ghost. Instead of the Holy Ghost leading and guiding, they look at headquarters. They look at uh, the ministry overruling uh, and ruling over the, the laity of the body of Christ. We see in Smyrna, these things saith the first and the last. Notice these things. Faith is the substance of things, hope for, the evidence of things not seen, and in Ephesus. In Smyrna, in Pergamos, Thyatira, in Sardis, Philadelphia, later see, we're going to say these things. Why? Because these are the things of faith for the overcomer to reach that level of glory. Then in Revelation 7, there's still a higher glory for those that have been obedient unto righteousness, Romans 6. We see here, then, this church of Smyrna, these things, these are the things of faith. This is the faith that was that we were once earnestly contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. And notice the Lord says, I know thy works and tribulation and poverty. Poverty, well, I thought that if you follow the Lord God, you're rich in abundance and mammon, money. No, but thou art rich, rich in faith, but not in finances or money. And I know the blasphemy of them, which say there are Jews, the spiritual house of God, he then is not a Jew that is one outwardly and uh, circumcision of the flesh, but he is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and that circumcision of the heart in the spirit, whose praise is not a man, but of God, Romans 2, 28 and 29. They say that they are Jews, 
that they are the house of God. But he said they are the synagogue or the building of Satan. You're either going to be in God in that kingdom or the kingdom of his dear son in that light or you're going to be in the kingdom of Satan. There's only two kingdoms there. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Suffer. We're not called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer for his name's sake. This suffering is required to take on the mind of Christ. We find that in 1 Peter 4.1. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh. That's in the days of God's own flesh. God manifests in the flesh. In the days of his flesh. He suffered for as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh. Be you therefore likewise minded. Arm yourselves with the same mind. That's the sealy. It's going to be in their foreheads. For he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. He knows he can trust you now. God knows that you're trustworthy. He knows that you are not only called, that you are chosen, but you're also faithful in that calling. And that is very important. And he's telling them, you're going to suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison. And you will have tribulation ten days. We're not talking Pentecost here. The ten days is the Rosh Hashanah. It's the Feast of Trumpets. It's the time of introspection. It's the first day of the seventh month. And from the first day to the tenth day is introspection. And any soul that was not afflicted, crying out to God for the sins and abominations done in Jerusalem in Ezekiel 9 would not be sealed. The same here. The same is exactly the same. Introspection. Take a look at yourself. Let Christ be in you that Christ be in you, lest you be reprobate. Christ in you is the hope of glory. And ten days is the time of the Feast of Trumpets in the minister voice of Jesus from the first to the tenth day. It shows us that we must suffer with the Lord Jesus Christ in order to be sealed with Him in that glory. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. He that overcometh. There's the overcomer. To overcome, to go from babies to little children, but this leap from little children to overcomers, to that of young men. Because why? John said in 1 John 2, 12-14, I write to you young men. Why? Because you've overcome the wicked one. You are that overcomer in Revelation 2 and Revelation 3. To the churches there that are written in the Revelation, which every problem in the church that can possibly be thought of will fall into one of these seven categories. Here in Smyrna, he said, you are poor. Poverty. I don't mean just poor. I mean poverty. But you're rich in faith. That goes directly opposite against this prosperity gospel. Oh, that you have to have uh, these riches, cars, lands, and houses. A man's life does not consist of the things which he possesses. There he says that 
You, he knows your tribulation, trouble that you've gone through. That tribulation worketh patience, patience experience, and experience that worketh hope. Hope making not a shame because the love of God shed abroad in the heart by the Holy Ghost. He is commending them. Then he says, that devil will cast some of you in that prison. You'll have tribulation for 10 days. That shows us that ministry voice of Jesus we're going to have from the first to the 10th day of that seventh month in Tishri, which is tabernacles, not Pentecost. These are tabernaclists. They're not Pentecostals. They've grown to a higher glory, that of overcomers. There are four different steps of glory. The first is newborn babes. The second, little children. The third, young men. The fourth, fathers. That's a small f. Means uh, that they have known him that's from the beginning. He's giving us a criteria. What it takes to be sealed in Revelation 7. Because after you reach your overcomers and you have been found faithful in the overcoming, the devil of the world in your own flesh, I write to you, young man, because the word of God is strong in you. You're doing the will of God. Why? Because Revelation 12, I'm sorry, Romans 12, 1, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? Because you're going to be sealed in your forehead. That you may prove. Prove what? Prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God for you is. Not for someone else, for you. Find your call and then make that calling an election sure. In Revel, in Matthew 7, Jesus said, Not all the saying to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. Then they will profess unto Jesus, Lord, be cast out devils, prophesied in your name, did many wonderful works in your name. Then the Lord will say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity, for you did not do the will of my Father which is in heaven. Didn't do the will? He expects us to do the will of God, for God worketh in you, both the will and the do of his good pleasure, fulfilling the call of God in your life. Somebody said, I don't know what that is. Well, if you diligently seek the Lord with all your heart, and the day you seek for him with all your heart is the day you will find him. How do you know the will of God? You've searched for him in the scriptures. And why? Your mind is transformed, that you can prove that call of God in your life. That's an overcomer. And those that have overcome will not hear the frightful words, depart from me, you that work iniquity, for I never knew you. They will go on to have the sealing in Revelation 7 of the servants of God in their forehead. Notice this, the mark of the beast is in the forehead and in the right hand. Here is just the mind of Christ in their forehead. That transformed by the renewing of your mind in obedience to doing the will of God. Here it goes from that Ephesus to Smyrna and he that overcometh shall not be heard of the second death. The second death, that's right. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection on such a second death hath no power. That second death is after the white throne judgment where that last enemy be destroyed is death and is cast all the ones that are not found in the Lamb's book of life into Gehenna where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Oh, friend of mine, we certainly don't want that. 
That is forever and ever and ever. Now we've gone to two churches of him that overcometh. And these are the things of faith. Each time that each church, he's going to say these things, saith he, amen. This things, saith he that's in the midst, saith these things. The things are the things of faith. Then he says, he that overcometh. If you do these things, you're coming to the overcomer level of young men. And you're going to know things. And this testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy, that the general church, the church there in the earth, the real church, that will not follow on to know Jesus, will fail. They're virgins. But they're five wise and there's five foolish. The five wise are going to go on and have the sealing. The five foolish will not. They will not take oil in their lamp. They will not have that mind of Christ. They will not go on and know these things. Somebody said, how will you know these things? Because if you're overcoming, you've diligently sought the Lord, and you've obeyed the voice of the Lord God. For the time is coming, and now is, when those that hear the voice of the Son of God shall live. And that voice is now being the voice of the seven thunders uttered their voices. His job was about to write. He said, now write it not. And then it's coming out of the book, the little book, out of the angel's hand. Nobody's going to give it to you in Revelation 10. They said, John, go take that book out of the angel's hand. I'm not going to just give it to you. The kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. The law and the prophets were unto John. Since that time, men pressed their way into it. You've got to diligently seek the Lord your God. Woe be to them that are at ease in Zion. We have to stir ourselves up. Now the next one we're going to is Pergamos. We've talked about Ephesus. We've talked about Smyrna. Now we're going to, we're going to Pergamos. And the thing about Pergamos was the games. You know, the... Uh, Olympiads Zeus the god of the games and to the angel of the church at Pergamos write these things saith he that hath a sharp sword with two edges these things what are the things of faith again everyone will say in every church Jesus will say these things because these are the things of faith we must know then he says I know thy works and where thou dwellest and where Satan's seat is. Our seat, we're made to sit together in heavenly places. Where's Satan's seat? It's in the world. It's a worldly church. It will know more about football, basketball, and baseball games and who's the soccer games than what they do about the Lord Jesus Christ, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Acts, all of the revelation. They'll know more about the world and who's starring in Hollywood than, than what they'll know about the Word of God. That's where Satan's seed is. Satan's seed is down here. That Satan's seed is in this world. The prince and the ruler of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. That's where Satan's seed is. Not on the back pew, not on the front pew, but behind the pulpit. Unfortunately, this is where Satan's seed is. And thou holdest fast my name. They held the name of Jesus fast. They knew that Jesus is Jehovah's salvation, not Jehovah Jr. They knew he is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. He is the Father. These are not just babes. They are little children. They know that he is the Father of glory. 
I ran to you little children because your uh, sins are forgiven for his name's sake and you've known the Father. Well, they've hold fast that name. They believe in the name of the Son of God, which is Jehovah's salvation. Not Jehovah Junior, not God Junior, not Emmanuel Junior, but God himself. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, Jehovah, is salvation. That's his very name. The name of the Son of God is the Father revealed. And has not denied my faith. You haven't denied the very faith of Jesus Christ that he is the Lord of glory. Even to those days where Antipas was my faithful mortar, who was slain among you, where Satan dwelleth. It cost this man his life, shed his own blood unto death. But I have a few things against thee. Oh, my goodness, something against you? Because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, and have taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed unto idols, and to commit fornication. What did they do? When Balak was going to talk to Balaam, to curse the people of God, he could not do it. But he showed them subtle ways. Balak taught him, Balaam taught Balak certain ways to throw stumbling blocks out there. He didn't deny God. But he prophesied for her. And because he taught Balak how to set stumbling blocks out there. Now look, I can't curse them, but I can tell you you can do this, or you can do that. And it will cause them to eat things sacrificed to idols. It will literally have them commit fornication. And when you do that, for hire, for money, we're going to have singers in the church. We're going to not preach the word. We're going to back off of it. We're not going to call sin, sin. Lift up, spare not, show my people their sin. We're going to soft soak this thing and candy coat it. And when you do that, you're doing the sin of Balaam. Then, so thou hast also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. Why do you do that? Which thing Jesus said, I hate. The Nico to rule over Laetans, the laity. And there was a Nicolaitan that, that literally taught a doctrine there. But from the very root word, Nico, to rule over, Laetans, the laity, it was literally taking the rule over the laity. You can't go anywhere except pastor tells you you can go. You're literally ruling over what you can and can't do, telling the saints of God, the believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, what they can and cannot do. Not standing therefore in the liberty wherein Christ has made you free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And they desire to put that bondage on you, lest they should suffer for the cross. They desire to glory in your flesh. And that's where Satan's seat is. Well, now here, to him that overcometh, he's going to be granted something here. We need to see it to Pergamos. To him that overcometh, I'm going to give to eat of the hidden manna. Now that manna, there's manna there in the word of God that's general reference to the truth of the Word of God to a baby's level, to a little child's level. He's the father, but that's still children. But now we're going to overcomers. You're going to be able to eat, eat of the hidden manna. 
You're not in a Pentecostal realm there anymore. You're not at that table of shewbread out there, of which there's two rows, six in each row, the table of the face, face bread, continual shewbread. You've gone in within the veil. You've gone into the testimony, the ark. The ark is a testimony. And in that testimony, in that ark, you're going to have three things. But now we're going to see that two of those things will not be there. First, inside that ark, you were going to have Aaron's rod that budded and brought forth almonds. Almonds is loves. Loves is almonds, which is first called Bethel, house of God. Secondly is uh, the manna. You will put there an omer of manna in the ark of the covenant or the testimony for a testimony against them in the latter days in the Song of Moses and the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments, written upon the tables of stone, was inside the ark, the testimony. But now God said, the overcomer, that's going to be open to you. That testimony is going to be open to you, just like that ark was in the days of Noah. You're going to eat of the hidden manna that is only revealed to those that have the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy in Revelation 19.10. Do you want it? We have to go higher. You cannot stay Pentecostal. You've got to go to Tabernacles. Not only is he going to give you the hidden manna to him that overcome it, higher level than a newborn baby, higher level than little children, but now I run to you young men because you overcome the wicked one. First, John 2, 12 through 14. And there's the overcoming level. You're going to get to eat of the hidden manna. These are hidden things. And at Colossians 2, 2, in Christ, the mystery of God, the Father of Christ, in Him, whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. The ones that will come in to this last day, reveal word of God, proceeding word from God Himself, from the Lord Jesus Christ, from the throne, will eat of that hidden manna. Not only will they eat of that hidden manna, it says here, and I will give him a white stone. This is the stone which the builders rejected to become the head of the corner. This white stone will be given to you. It's a lively stone. It's white. It's the righteousness. And it'll be given to you. It's the white raiment. A change of raiment, if you will, in uh, Joshua, the son of Josedek. The ones that are called by the name of Jesus will have a change of raiment, Zechariah 3. Coming before, the, before God, Satan there to rebuke, Satan there to withstand. The Lord rebuke you, O Satan. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? A firebrand, a seal a mark that we're going to use a brand. We're going to be branded by fire. A brand plucked out of the fire. And he says, give him a change of raiment. I'm going to give you a new stone. I'm going to give you a change of raiment. This is a white stone. This is white, pure raiment. This is a higher revelation of the name of Jesus. Notice what it says. I'll give him a white stone and in the stone a new Name written. 
graphic, written, just as it was in the book of Acts, and doesn't have an amen on there because it's still being written. Not that the word of God is not complete. It is complete, 100%. Done. Nothing added to it, taken away from. But showing us that there's still more to come for the body of Christ in truth to be revealed. Because I'm going to give you a white stone. I'm going to give you to eat of that hidden manna, eating the flesh of Jesus and drinking his blood. And that white stone you get and look in it. That's in the forehead. That's that mind of Christ. A new name written. Not another name, but a name. Jesus. Because there's not another name, Jesus, in this world or the world to come than the name Jesus. There's no higher name than that. It's above every name and always will be. But it's a higher revelation of that name. It's a higher glory revealed in that name. And he says, which no man knoweth, saving he that receives it. Are you receiving it? Do you receive the word of God? Do you receive this great truth that God is knocking upon your door? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, open the door. I'll come in and sup with him and he with me. We'll have fellowship one with another. You'll have a new name, higher glory, not of newborn babies, not of little children, because you know he's the father, but overcomers that God is calling his body now for tabernacleist, a higher glory. Not church as usual. Higher, higher glory. Somebody said, would you get this out of a magazine? No. You're only going to get this from the Holy Ghost. From God himself, from Jesus himself, from no one else. There will people that be people that will try to knock you out. There will be people that will try, because of jealousy, to knock you out of the revelation of Jesus. Oh, you don't need that. Oh, don't get that. You'll read the word too much. You'll lose your mind. Well, you, I lose my mind so I can get the mind of Christ. That's the whole idea. Now we're at Pergamos, where Satan's seat is, which is the world. Judas Iscariot, man of the world. That now, he said, I give you that hidden manna that you can eat of it. Not just look at it, but actually digest and understand and know it. That hidden manna within the veil inside the testimony, the ark. And I'm going to give you a white stone. This is a change of raiment. You're that living stone, but this is a white stone. I'm giving you a higher glory. And in that stone, there's a new name written. That name is Jesus. It's higher glory. That only he knows that receives it. But you have to receive it. Right now, as you hear this word, you say, oh, that's, that's too far out. Uh, you know, I'm going to stay over here where it's safe and the little ankle deep water and I'm not going to get out there in the deep. I'm not going to dig deep to find that rock and then build my house on that rock. I'm going to stay in the little shallow waters. Then you'll never see it. You have to receive this word. And it's not of newborn babes. Somebody says, well, I thought that's all there is. No, there's way more. Not of little children. You know that Jesus is the father. Most don't even know that. This they understand not that Jesus spake of the Father when he said, except you believe that I am he, the Father of glory, you shall die in your sins. John 8, 24. Now we're going to even higher, much higher 
than that because we're getting ready for the sealing in Revelation 7. And he's saying to do that, to get you there, I've got to get you to the overcomer. And the overcomer is the young man. Uh, I write to you, young man, because you've overcome the wicked one. What does he say there? And to the angel there, he said, I'm going to give you that that uh, to the church there at Pergamos. Hey, hidden manna, you're going to eat that hidden manna? You're going to have that white stone. It's a lively stone. It's a change of raiment, Zechariah 3, for Joshua, the son of Joseph, Joseph Dayton, Zerubbabel, son of Sheltiel. And you're going to know it, and only he that receives it, when you receive it, you have set to your seal, seal, that Jesus is true. Now you're going to Thyatira. Well, we've done three now. There's things there to Ephesus, mechanical church. Then you got the things over here in Sparta, things there of Pergamos, where Satan's seat is. Now you're going to Thyatira. Thyatira, he says, right, these things, they're the things of faith again. These things, saith the Son of God, which hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. Well, Jesus' eyes, that's the ain. That's a fountain of, that's the urine, that is the fiery flames of the Holy Ghost. The feet is the feet generation. There's one body that fulfills heaven and earth. He's the head and we are the feet generation. And the feet are feet of brass. I know thy works in charity and service and faith and thy patience and thy works in the last to be more than the first. Somebody said, that sounds great. I want to be there in Thyatira. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee. Uh-oh. How can this be? We're saved, sanctified. Got the Holy Ghost. Believe in his name. Holding fast the name. Well, you've got that Jezebel over there. Or you've got that doctrine of Balaam over there. Or you've got that mechanical worship over there. Or you've got uh, that left in the, your first love. But now, he said, I have a few things against you. Because thou suffers that woman Jezebel, the daughter of Bethbel, that prosperity gospel. Baal, saying peace. You see, Babylon says, I said a queen, I am no widow, I'm married to Jesus, and I shall see no sorrow. I will have no trouble, no tribulation. I will have no sorrow, no birth pains. Because thou suffers that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess. Now, some are going to tell you that the bishop of the church, or the pastor of the church, or the angel of the church there at Thyatira, was married to a woman named Jezebel. I'm going to submit to you, this goes back to a spirit that was there with Ahab, that married Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbel, to his own hurt, and caused and seduced the servants of God, even killed Naboth, for a venue. Why? Because you're the pastor of the church. You can sell it. You can do anything you want to do. You're a king in Israel. Ahab, you want that vineyard down there of David? Take it. Devise lies against them and take it. And if you have a Jesus ministry and you're really called of God in a true work, of, you will have those that will do exactly the same thing to you. They'll lie with like a uh, straight out lies malign you literally uh, total complete falsehood 
because they hate the name of Jesus and they want to destroy you because they won't live it themselves. It's who they are. It's Jezebel. Jezebel literally is uh, dog meat. He, that, that Jezebel uh, literally means and even as dung. The name Abel is dung. And Jesus said, those that call that table of the Lord contemptible, Malachi 3, I will spread dung upon your faces. And that dung is Jezebel. I'll put Jezebel out in front of you and you all will be seduced. You suffers that woman, Jezebel. She calls herself a prophetess. She'll prophesy. She'll have so many dreams. Dream one, part A, part B. She'll have so many dreams, everybody in the world dreaming and everyone prophesying. Prophesying one another. You'll have to have badges to find out who's prophesying to who to keep up with it all. To teach and to seduce my servants. Servants of God, you will be sealed in your forehead. But don't be led away of all this rooty-tooty, fresh and fruity. Thou will have great treasure and houses on the hilltops and stretch limousines and all this other so-called prosperity. God wishes thou mayest prosper me in health even as thy soul prosper. But your soul has to prosper and there is a cross. The greater the cross of sufferings in your life, the greater the glory that will be revealed in you for the Lord Jesus Christ to the praise of his glory, not yours. To commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed to idols, not eating the flesh of Jesus and drinking his blood, but eating of the world, idolatry. Join the church and you'll have your electricity bill paid and you'll have all this other stuff happen to you. God, Jesus said, I gave her space to repent. The Lord God gave her space to repent, and she repented not. Why? Because she will not hear the truth. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, that's a bed of affliction, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation. Friend, that's God's tribulation. That's the wrath of God. God has said, I'll render tribulation to them that trouble you. The tribulation or wrath of Satan is what we will take and partake of as the church of the living God, the devil coming down to you, having great wrath, knowing that he hath but a short time. But we will not taste of the wrath of God. But those in Jezebel, those that follow a false spirit, and they prophesy not the spirit of God, but out of their own heart, and do in a soul realm, not the spirit realm, not the Holy Ghost leading, but mind reading and manipulative uh, familiar spirits calling it in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, deceiving many, God said, I'm going to throw you into great tribulation. Except you repent of your deeds. Now you can repent and turn from your evil ways and God will, he'll receive you. But if you don't, you're going into the wrath of God. And I will kill her children with death. And all the churches shall know that I am he which searches the reins and hearts and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. It's not love and word and in tongue, but in deed and in truth. It's what you do. Jesus said, and many call their, you know, uh, praise me with their lips, yet their heart is far from me. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things? I tell you, obedience is required unto righteousness. 
But to you, I say, unto the rest in Thyatira, that remnant, as many as have not this doctrine, and which have not known the depths of Satan, the depths of this world, as they speak, I will put upon you none other burden. Take and learn of me. My yoke is easy, my burden is light, Jesus said. That's all you got to do. Just repent. Walk in his steps, the way, the truth, and life. The way of a transgressor is hard. Him that overcometh. Here we are again. Him that overcometh. He's telling us, you've got to come from babies, little children, now to overcomers, young men. And if you do this, then you will come up to the final ceiling of that of fathers in Revelation 7, ultimately Revelation 14. Him that overcometh will keep him my words unto the end. To him will I give power over the nations. You're going to reign and rule me with me and the millennial. Kings and priests and we will reign and rule with Christ a thousand years in the earth. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. And as the vessels of the potter shall they be beat to shivers. There's the power they ruler over five cities. Be thou ruler over ten cities to them that overcome. But it requires obedience. Even as I received to my father, and I will give him the morning star. The night is far spent. That day is at hand. Very important. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. That's a right now word that God is speaking to his church. Now we contact, we have literally uh, take, taken a look at four churches. Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, and Thyatira. Now we're going to, from that bed, now we're going to the gobble. We're going to chapter 3. For the last three, and that is Sardis. To the angel of the church of Sardis, Revelation 3.1, These things, there's the things again of faith. These things saith the seven spirits of God. You want to see what the seven spirits are? Sevenfold spirit of the one God, Isaiah 11, verse 1, 2, 3, and 4. And the works, and thou hast a name that thou livest and are dead. You name the name of Jesus, but let the dead bury the dead. Be watchful and strengthen those things which remain that are ready to die. Your faith there is coming to your fragile faith is coming unto total disbelief. I have not found what? Your works perfect before God. The works perfect before God is with a good conscience toward God. A good conscience toward God is that we have works toward him, that they may see our good works and glorify our Lord Jesus, which is in heaven. But they don't have it. And these works, if they don't, you'll know them by the fruits. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, makes faith, temperance. Against that there is no law. Galatians 5.22. He said, for I have not found your works perfect before God. He's looking for perfect works of overcomers. Remember, therefore, that thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. Come and let us return to the Lord, for he's torn and he will heal us. He has smitten, he will bind us up. Hosea 6.1. After the second day, he will revive us. In the third day, he'll raise us up and we'll live in his sight. If we follow him to know the Lord, follow him to know him, don't stop. We'll say, well, I'm born again. That's, my pastor said that's all there is. Oh, friends, search you out of the book and read. Not one of these things will fail. Oh, that they were wise. 
that they understood their latter end. To the law and to the testimony, to the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, and to the testimony, the testimony of Jesus. If any man speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in him. No light. Not some. A little leaven. Leaven of the whole lump. God's looking for a church coming unto perfection without spot and without blemish. Nothing else is going in. Well, I'm saved. Well, I hope you are. I'm telling you what the book says. To those that have an ear to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. You have... Jesus said, if you will repent, if therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour will come upon thee. Thou hast a few names even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments. The garments is the righteousness of the saints and obedience to God, adding to their faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, and we're headed to the next church of brotherly kindness, brotherly love. You got a few there. And they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcometh. Now notice these things again, what it requires to be sealed. And he's talking to them that overcome. You're not, you're going to get the eat of the hidden manna. You're going to get that new white stone. Where's a new name? Something that's never been revealed before. That hidden manna, something's never been revealed before. In the great work of the Holy Ghost, the work of the ministry, the Jesus ministry that God is preparing his body for now. To him that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment which is righteousness of the saints. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Now we've been through five, five churches. Now we're coming to the sixth one, Philadelphia, the church of brotherly love. Well, why? Because we started off with faith, adding to your faith virtue. Virtue, knowledge. Knowledge, temperance. Temperance, patience. Patience, godliness, six, and then godliness, brotherly kindness. Faith, and there, there's seven different levels of growth. From faith, you've added, you've added seven things. You've added, added to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. Charity is the perfection, the bond of perfectness, the guarantee of it. Charity will cover a multitude of sins. It's coming to the measure of the statue of Jesus unto a perfect man rejoicing in the truth. Philadelphia, brotherly love. We're going to find that Jesus doesn't have a reproof or rebuke or something, no things amiss here. These things saith he that is holy, he that is pure, he that hath the key of David, Notice these things are the things of faith. It requires us to know these things, which is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Has the key of David, and he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. When God shut that door to the ark, no man was able to open it. It was sealed. Same way will it be in Revelation 7, when he sealed, and no man can open it, no man can shut it. I know thy works, behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength, hast kept my word, 
and has not denied my name. Then what's that name? Jesus. Not a subordinate junior, but you've kept that name. Jesus, Jehovah, is salvation. That God himself works salvation in and of, of his own body of flesh. Isaiah 43, 10. Thus saith the Lord and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. God formed himself a body of flesh and blood for us. Died on the cross and then raised up his own body. Destroy this temple in three days I'll raise it up. No man can raise up his own body except he be God. And thou hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan. And many of you have been uh, uh, lied on. They have cheated and stole from you for the name of Jesus. They've railed on you. He said, those that have done that of that synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews that are the household of faith, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. To make them bow down at your feet, to make them know that household of Satan, that Jesus has loved you because you have kept his name. You have kept his word. You have done denied, but you have gone on as an overcomer. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I will also keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon the whole world to try them that dwell upon the earth. O earth, 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 hear ye the word of the Lord. I sent that northern army, for out of the north a great evil shall befall all the inhabitants of the land. What is that north? Babylon. And I have sent them among them, that army, among them, that thou mayest know them and try their ways that are temptation. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Don't lose thy crown of voluntary and humility worshiping of angels, intruding those things which you know have not vainly puffed up by your fleshly mind. Don't get a fleshly mind. You've got to have the mind of Christ. And that's why the Revelation 7 sealing is so essential, so necessary, so important. And the urgency is to hear it now. Him that overcometh, there's that young man again. I write to you, young man, because you've overcome the wicked one. 1 John 2, 12-14. Him that overcometh, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God, strong as an oak, and he shall go no more out. I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which bears the name Jesus, which is the new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband, ultimately, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. This is a change of raiment. It's not staying in the old store saying, well, I'm safe, sanctified, and that's it. You've gone from uh, uh, Pentecostals to Tabernacleist. You've had a change of raiment. You have a, a hidden manna you've eaten. You got a new stone, a white one, with a new name written that only he knows that receives it. And you've got a new name. Everyone called 
in the body and the church of the living God is called by that name. Whether in heaven or in earth is named that name, Jesus. You're called by that holy name if you've taken on the name in baptism. Now, let him eat that at the near, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. We've gone through six. No rebuke or reproof there for the church at brotherly love. Now we're coming to charity. We're coming to those that say, hey, you know, you know what? Sealing, sealing God's people, don't worry about it. We don't have anything to worry about. Not anything to even cast about. We're, my pastor says we're, we got heaven made. We just go to church because we can have a little fellowship, but there is nothing else. Oh, friend of mine, you haven't searched out a book and read. Not one of these things, Chevelle. The last church is Laodicea. Many, many churches fall into this. They say, we have need of nothing. These things, there's the things of faith again. Saith the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. What? The new thing, the new heavens, new earth. It all happened right there on the cross. The cosmos changed in the heavens and earth. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou were cold or hot. You're not fervent for God, but you're not hot for him either. You're not hot, but you're not cold. You're just kind of lackadaisically serving him, half-heartedly, faintly serving the Lord. You go to church on Sunday and try to do that which is right. You're a pretty good guy, a pretty good person, pretty good gal, pretty good believer. Not realizing there's a work, the work of the ministry. Unto the unity of the faith, not of some denomination, the unity of the faith. To the knowledge of the Son of God, Epigonosco, coming to the very image of Jesus. Unto a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. He said, this is what he says to those that say, I've already got it. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou were cold or hot. So then because you're lukewarm, you're neither cold nor hot. I will spew thee out of my mouth. I'll vomit you out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, what does she say? I'm rich. I'm increased with goods. I have need of nothing. There's no more in the word of God. We've done it all. All prophecy has been fulfilled. There's nothing else for us. The Lord will not do good, neither will do evil. He's just going to come split through the sky, and we're going home. Not realizing the revelation of Jesus and the work of the ministry before the second advent of the Lord God comes. And knowest not that thou art wretched, naked, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. My goodness, wretched? Talking to a church that says they've got it all. You're wretched, miserable, poor, oh, we're rich in goods, poor, blind, and naked. My goodness. Talking about a mistaken identity. I counsel thee to buy me gold tried on the fire. Fire what? The Holy Ghost. That'll burn up all. All sin in your life. The Holy Ghost and that with fire. Purging us from dead works. From dead those dead works of the world. To serve the living God. That thou mayest be rich. And white raiment. That thou mayest be clothed. 
and that the shame of thy nakedness does not appear. And anoint thine eyes with thyself, that thou mayest see. Those eyes are the ain. It's a fountain of truth. The beasts have eyes before and behind. Why? Because that's revelation. That's the ain. That's the fountain. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. That's the fountain. They say the Holy Ghost was not given because Jesus was not yet glorified. It is the Spirit of Jesus. I will not leave you comfortless, Jesus said. I will come to you. As many as I love, I rebuke. Somebody said, oh, no, we don't get chastened of the Lord. If any man has not the chastening of God, he's a bastard, not a son. No chastisements for the present time seemeth to be joyous. But afterward, yieldeth, yields the peaceable fruits of righteousness to them that are exercised thereby. Whom the Lord loves, he chastens. He whips with a rod and a staff so that we will not be condemned with the world. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. He's still calling to repentance. Though they are wretched, naked, blind, poor, and miserable. My goodness. Still God and his love repent. Notice he says, I stand at the door and knock. He's standing at our door right now, the church of the living God, and knocking. If any man will hear my voice, we have to hear the voice in order to be obedient. And open the door. We have to open that door, the door of our heart. I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. That's fellowship, blood flow, eating the flesh of the Son of Man and drinking his blood. Those are the feasts of the Lord, not four feasts, but seven Feast of the Lord. Passover and Lenten bread, first fruits, Feast of Weeks, then Feast of Trumpets, Day of Atonement, and Tabernacles. Not just the four, first four feasts, which is repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, raising the new life and receiving the Holy Ghost. That's wonderful. There remains three more feasts. Here they are. To him that overcometh, there's that overcomer. If we overcome, then we will come to the Revelation 7 sealing of God's servants in their foreheads. But we must be overcomers first as young men before we go to fathers. It's the fathers that have the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. It is the fathers that have the sealing in their foreheads that will preach this everlasting gospel, saying, come and see. And then we'll preach this gospel to all the world for a witness in all nations, and then the end will come. To him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me, sit, S-I-T, like you sit down in with me in my throne. Jesus prepared a place for us. Where did you go, Jesus? Even as I also overcame and am set, S-E-T, not S-I-T. Somebody says it's the same Greek word. No, S-E-T is a state of glory forever settled. There's a difference between S-I-T to set and S-E-T a state settled. He's always been God. Always will be God. He came to the world and manifest as the Son of God, the Father revealed in flesh, and went back to where he was before. Now, even as I overcame and am set S-E-T down. Where? By the side? No. Down with my Father in his throne. He is that Spirit. The Spirit of the Son is the Spirit of the Father. Galatians 4, 6. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, or by the cry of a father. Galatians 4, 6. There, 
He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear the Spirit. There, that is uh, the things required of Jesus as overcomers. And these hidden things, and this new thing, with this new name that God is doing now in the church before his second advent, before he comes the second time without sin unto salvation for the salvation of his saints. What will you do? Those that are sealed in Revelation 7 are the servants of God in the forehead. Who are they? They are the fathers. This is a prerequisite in overcomers to get to fathers, which is in 1 John 2, 12-14. I write unto you, what, babies? No. I write unto you little children. You've grown from babies to little children. I write unto you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake and you've known the Father. You know Jesus is the Father. Praise God. Now, overcomers, I write to you, young men, because you've overcome the wicked one. You've made it now from babies, little children, young men. Now, he said, I write to you, fathers, because you've known him that's from the beginning. You've known those hidden things. That word, who's that him from the beginning? In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Him is that word. It's all things that he has done that from the foundation of the world, God's will has been to gather all things, that is the things of faith, all together in one in Christ Jesus to the praise of his glory for our salvation, redemption, sanctification, and ultimate glorification. Don't forget glorification. Our vile bodies being fashioned like in his glorious body whereby he's able to subdue all things unto himself. This is a major step to be there. And each step must be obtained by the body of Christ in order that we all may be presented at His coming, both spirit, soul, and body. This requires to know Him that's from the beginning. He writes it twice. John says, I've written to you, fathers, because you know Him that's from the beginning. I write unto you, fathers, because you know Him that's from the beginning. So what are we saying? The first church from Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea are for overcomers to get us those things of faith that's necessary to go to that of fathers in eating those hidden things. Having a white stone, wearing as a new name written that only he knows that receives it. And having the name of the new Jerusalem and that new name written upon us which is a chains of raiment of Joshua, the son of Josedek. Those are called by the name of Jesus in Zechariah 3. God's doing it now. Baby. He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. We must come to them there. Babies, little children, young men, fathers. Only the fathers will be sealed in Revelation 7 for those that have an ear to hear. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Until the next time, this is... Brother Dennis Beard at Sealing God's People at SealingGodsPeople.org saying, Behold the real Jesus.